Welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega. I'm here with my special guest, Nick Vale. Nick, good to see you again. Nice to see you. Okay, and we're at it. This is like show number 189. The theme of this show is free will and enlightenment. The basic idea behind this is like, if you read some books by people who claim to be enlightened by like Deepak Chopra and these gurus, these yogis, these philosophers, these psychologists who, you know, they, maybe they meditate a lot. I mean, I meditate a lot. It's not that meditation is wrong or negative. It's very helpful and all. But some people claim to have this special knowledge. They claim to have this wisdom above others. They claim to be quote-unquote enlightened. And so like I have, I have witnessed a lot of their statements um, relative to this idea of free will, whether we have a free will or not, and they are so deeply mistaken. You know, in other words, they believe that they have a free will. So basically, I was, I was telling Nick before the show, basically a great litmus test for how either, how both intelligent one, a person is and how enlightened a person is, is whether they believe in free will or whether they understand that free will is an illusion has always been an illusion and must always be an illusion for reasons we've explained in, in 188 pre previous shows. Well, I'm sure we'll explain it again in this show. All right, but again, like we, what we always do before the shows, let's go into a basic, we're going to define what these um, quote-unquote enlightened celebrities and, you know, yogis, philosophers say, um, mean what they say, um, they have a free will, and then we'll, we'll, we'll basically describe why we're doing this show, because this isn't a, a trivial matter. This, this matter is very important, not just to individuals, but to, to the world in, in, as a whole. So Nick, so like, start us out. What, what do these gurus, these, these self-proclaimed enlightened people who, you know, much more often than not, are not enlightened, they're, they're kind of like false prophets. What do, what do they mean when they say that, that we human beings have free will? Okay, usually you want me to define what it, what it means to not have. Okay, free will means basically that your life is up to you. That's what they're saying. Right. So like, again, That's the like, easiest way of describing yeah, it. Yeah, and let's, let's, let's describe it in different ways so people get a But very... I'm here to tell you that everything is a conditioned response based on one's personal history going towards pleasure and away from pain. Absolutely. That's, one, that's just one refutation you have no of choice free will. but to do that. In other yeah. words, like, yeah... Let's, let's explain why we don't have free will, you know, define right. it in that sense. So free will basically means that things are up to us, right? But if we're hardwired biologically, this is a basic motivation in all human beings and in many, many organisms to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Obviously, all of our behaviors, all of our actions, all our d decisions are going to be aimed toward that purpose, those purposes. And... Where's the free will in that? We're, we're as programmed in what we do in seeking pleasure and avoiding pain as a computer is in doing its algorithms to come up with whatever it does. Okay, um, again, I want to be really sure you, you understand like what these um, self-proclaimed but really unenlightened people mean when they say they have free will. They're basically saying that we can decide what we want to independent of, like, of our genetics, independent of our environment, independent of of what we've learned, what we haven't learned, our level of intelligence, all these factors that actually, in reality, combine to make us who we are and make us decide as we do. Okay, now let's go into like, again, because uh, it's important you understand why we're doing this show. This isn't just like, we're not doing this just 
as a trivial, I mean, it's important. First of all, Nick, let's just go into like the truth factor, because I mean, there are, there are a lot of practical benefits to understanding this on a personal and global level. But let's just go through the, you know, the, the science of this. Why is this, is this important as a science, scientific truth? I think the show's important because, uh, you know, we're told as kids that honesty is the best policy. And as, as human beings who've come to Earth and we're conscious creatures, like, you know, the animals aren't talking to each other about philosophy. We're the only species that can really self-reflect on what we're doing here. And we've tried other ways of uh, living. Free will, you know, just doesn't seem to be working. I don't know if you've noticed that uh, terrorists are beheading people on YouTube and the world is not in a good state. So I think, you know, we should try the actual truth way. So I don't think we could do any worse. You know, the free will uh, belief invites a lot of hatred and escalating violence and eye for an eye. So I think even if the no free will paradigm were equal, you know, it's still the truth. And actually, even if it was, I don't see how it could be any worse than what we're doing now. But I think the show's important because we have an obligation as a species to get this right. Absolutely. This is like the way this free will belief is completely delusional. Our entire world almost. There are some people that get it. Some, some scientists, some philosophers get that we, we don't have a free will. But the, but the vast majority of people believe we have a free will. Actually, I just got to mention, New Scientist in 2012 came out with a cover story. New Scientist is a British science magazine. Uh, their cover story in April 2012 uh, refuted free will, it challenged free will, and in it there was a, there was a, um, a phrase saying that actually about 30% of our world doesn't believe in free will. So it's not like as if we're hardwired to, to have this belief. Wasn't there a cover story in Scientific American also? Um, yes, there was a cover story in Scientific America and American, right. and actually just last month, a cover story by um, BBC's science magazine called Focus, the British Broadcasting uh, Company. So yeah, this is getting out there. More, more, more magazines, um, books, papers have been written on free will over the last five years than in all of the, the previous time combined. That's how, that's how major this is getting. But again, in terms of like why this is important, aside from Nick was going through the practical benefits of like creating a more peaceful, understanding, intelligent world, this is about truth. Our world is deluded about who we are as human beings. We're ascribing to ourselves powers and abilities that are reserved for God or the universe. I mean, like, I tend to be a pantheist. To me, like, God and the universe are synonymous, okay? So basically, whether you're a theist or a naturalist, basically, we're not in control of things. So um, that's What about important. people who say the determinism or no free will belief is a defeatist attitude and it can rob people of their personal accomplishments. What do you say to these people who think we're depressing them? Well, the, 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 is the, honesty still the best policy? The simple answer to that is Darwin understood that free will is an illusion. And Darwin went on to, you know, evolution is among the, the, the very top, along with this free will discovery, incidentally, because like, I'll get to it in, in, in a few minutes, or whatever, but you know, Darwin understood that we didn't have a free will. He went on to do something great. Einstein, perhaps our, you know, our greatest scientist ever, he understood that free will is impossible. If I'm talking about regular people who are watching the show, let's stay away from the world's top business, just school teachers, firemen, police officers, politicians, uh, you know, businessmen, lawyers, doctors who are successful, who are watching the show, 
do you feel that you're robbing them of their personal accomplishments and giving people kind of a defeatist attitude that nothing's up to them? Okay, this, this is a They may good not point. be motivated to be a heart surgeon. Let's go right. So a lot of quote-unquote enlightened figures like Chopra and all, yeah. they, they kind of say like, we're empowering people with this belief in free will. If they believe they have a free will, then they'll be empowered to do more, to have more control over their life, okay? That's the basic gist of it. But the problem with that is he's confusing free will with willpower. You know, there's a lot of research on willpower. We can do more to increase our willpower. You know, but willpower is just like, in other words, let's say I want to lose weight, okay? So I'll eat less. You know, I'll try to diet, I'll exercise, whatever, do what I need to do. And that's willpower. Now, here's the, the thing is, like, whether I succeed or not, you know, how much I succeed, that's not up to me. That's free will. So fine, like, we, we, we do exert willpower to do what we need to do. And the other part of this, Nick, is like, so you, you're asking, why won't people who understand, you know, as they understand that nobody has a free will, why will they continue to kind of like be motivated to do things? Basically, as we teach, our actions have consequences. You know, for example, if, if, we, if we never get up, if we stay in bed all day, you know, things happen. If we, if we go to work, if we, you know, spend time with, with taking care of our lives, better things happen. You know, this, and even like some people, you know, Sam Harris wrote about this in his book. Other people have written this. Just try, try to, to live um, with this mindset, well, I don't have a free will, so nothing that I, that I do matters. I guarantee you, after like even a few minutes, you're going to understand that that is neither a wise nor productive mindset. So we, basically, again, it's the reason we are hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. That's the reason why understanding that we don't have a free will is not going to basically limit our motivation. It's not going to limit our ambition because we're, we're hardwired. Again, we can't but like do what we predict is going to create a better future for us. We have to assume that the truth will beat lies, you know, so even if people believe that it's kind of a defeatist attitude, which once you get the hang of it, it isn't, and we're actually robbing people of personal accomplishments, it's still better to live in the truth. I mean, the fairy tale of free will it can't be good because it's just not the truth. So if you have a whole society with the, with the wrong underpinning of consciousness, the wrong foundation of consciousness, you can't help but wonder, you know, what other what other misconclusions or mistakes are made from that premise. Yeah, let's let's. So you know, it's very important to get this right. Now, can you tell people why it's not a defeatist attitude? Because you know, sometimes I wrestle with that. You know, why should I do anything? I mean, I know what the answer is. I'm hearing. Right. Okay. Basically, you know, we we do things because if we don't, then the situation gets worse, and if we do certain things, it gets better. Again, we you know like fine, we don't have a free will, but what we do matters. You know, okay. that's, what, that's what people have to understand. Yes, we don't have a free will. What we do and what we don't do is ultimately not up to us, but we're kind of conditioned to seek pleasure, avoid pain. We're conditioned to be good, to, to not do what we consider as evil. You know, we have a reason imperative. We're considered to do what's reasonable rather than what's irrational. So all these basic motivations that actually demonstrate why we don't have a free will ensure that as we understand that we don't have a free will, we're not just going to like, you know, basically become indifferent to our lives and to the world around us. You well, know, what about personal responsibility? Well, with personal responsibility, let's say you have a family and kids, right? 
you're going to do what you do, not because you have a free will. In other words, like your free will isn't going to be compelling you to, to work and take care, raise your family and, you know, feed them and, and, you know, clothe them and all that stuff. It's your sense of love and responsibility. You know, we, we, that, that, that doesn't change. And as a matter of fact, you know, some people say like without free will, life loses meaning. Think about it. What we value most in life is probably love. I mean, happiness is, 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 uh, is probably quintessential, but like love is a very, very powerful means toward happiness. And we understand, we can't choose. We do not, as human beings, choose with whom to fall in love. And like, if we're lucky, the love lasts and the love grows and people stay together, like married people and all. But we know from our statistics that doesn't always happen. So if we had a free will, you know, we would like fall in love with whomever we wanted to and they, and, and basically would maintain that. So, and the other thing is like, we value this love. All of us understand, understanding that none of it, it's really not up to us. You know, like we're lucky to, to have this, this uh, quality. So these gurus you spoke about before, Deepak Chopra, Joel Olstein, your neighborhood rabbi, minister, priest, or cleric, or the Kabbalah Center, uh, you're saying they tell people there's free will because they believe it's an empowering belief. Actually, I don't know. I don't think so, because I'm glad you well, brought... Well, you're saying it's more marketable. People like to believe in free will, but that's no reason to, to you know... Just because you want something to be true doesn't make it true. You're right. They're telling people what people, what they think people want to hear. And I'm glad you brought the religions into this, because this isn't just like New Age spiritual people like Chopra. Uh, this is like, you know, basic Judaism, Orthodox Jews. This is Christians. This is Muslims. This is even Buddhists. Many Buddhists believe in free will. Uh, who, Hindus to a lesser extent, but the, the five major religions, they, they buy into this. Why? Because like these religions that we have are not based on reason or science. They're based on some guy like a few thousand years ago said, well, you know, I, I talked to God and God told me that we have a free will. So like, and God told me that whatever God tells me is right, is irrefutable. So you got to believe it. They believe this because they read it somewhere and they were just like gullible. Yeah, guys like Joel Osteen would say, use your free will to find God's will for you. So you really have to make one free will decision and then everything is no free will. But that decision to find God's will for you has a causal history to it based on your nature and nurture. Exactly. So you have to. So these guys are like, you know, make one free will decision, and then everything else is God's will. Right. And think about it. Find Jesus. Yeah, Nick. That is so good. And so, like, basically, they they say to you, like, you know, choose God. Choose God. Well, right. You know, because it's the right choice. Because your your life will become so much better. Fine. It may. I don't know. But the idea is that, like, if it was that easy, if if it was that you know basic and all, if we had a free will. Who among us wouldn't choose God, right? So basically, they're, they're saying, like, to choose something that obviously is not in our power to choose. Okay, um, so again, like with these religions, so they, they believe what they believe because, like, you know, it's in these books, and they say, and the books say, well, the book right here on page whatever says that this book is the Word of God and all. So they're saying because the book that says it says it's the Word of God, it's the Word of God. In other words, I could write a book tomorrow saying like, and God told me that this is the, the newest testament. This, this is like, you know, mm -hmm. this is, and so like people would, would read that according to this logic. will say, well, you know, the book says this, so it must, must be true. It is so illogical and it's actually so harmful to this world. If you well, know, obviously human beings write books. And human beings are fallible, so, but uh, in theory, everything is God's will. So if I write a book and you write a we've written books, 
saying there's no free will. Why are we any less not God? I mean, we're, we're conduits. Everything's God because there's no free will. So my book is just as valid as any other book. Yeah, and, and actually, Nick, you know, we are actually defending religion more so than kind of like trying to tear it down because basically, you know, all right, I'm a pantheist. I believe that God and the universe are synonymous. There are two fundamental attributes. There's three or four maybe to God, but the two of the main ones is God is all-powerful, okay? When you think of what all-powerful or omnipotent means, that means that what God goes, goes, and what he doesn't want to happen won't happen. That means we can't have free will because everything is God's will. So basically, our message to the world, to these people who claim they're enlightened but they're not, is that, no, if you think you understand God, and you believe in free will, you haven't, you're clueless in terms of, of who God is, what God is, because you're ascribing to yourself a power reserved only to God. Okay, that's... Oh, I get it. You're saying people who believe in free will are actually saying they're little gods. Exactly. And uh, so, yeah. Right. Um, okay, so, um, so again... Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's crazy, yeah. And, and we're, all, we're not is, little gods. We're human beings in a deterministic universe. And how this is useful because, like, you know, there's a lot of people on TV and on the Internet claiming they're enlightened, claiming they know more than others, and... This free will question provides a very simple, powerful, pretty much irrefutable test of, of a lot of people think free will versus determinism is a philosophy debate reserved for philosophical discussions by adults or a philosoph philosophy class in college, and it should be left there. And these two guys, Nick and George, have the show where it's our opinion that we're in favor of determinism. You know, so they'll just put our stuff as an opinion, but they don't see it as, you know, a cold hard fact that there's no free will and they poo-poo it as just a philosophy class. Tell everybody why it shouldn't just be, it should be current events or what should it be? Current it's, events? Or it's self-help? It's science. It's science, dude. It's not like, just philosophy class. It's everything no, class. No, it's science. In other words, like... It's more than science. The, the, Religion the, too. The, yeah, absolutely. But the fact that we don't have free will is not opinion. In other words, there's cer certain aspects... And it aspects, shouldn't just be reserved for philosophy class, is my point. Exactly. There's certain aspects of the universe that are irrefutable. You can't deny them. For example, reality exists. You cannot deny that reality exists, okay? Reality exists... Reality is in motion, okay? You cannot deny that because if reality wasn't in motion, if things weren't moving around, nothing would happen. This show wouldn't happen. You wouldn't, wouldn't be watching this. Absolutely nothing would happen. So, like, what is motion? Most fundamentally, fundamentally, according to physics, motion is a particle at one a position at one moment in time and at a different position the next moment in time. That is the definition of, of, of motion. And so, like, when you understand that, then you, you obviously you say, well, there was a cause. There's a cause for the particle to shift its position from one position to the next. And in science, we, we refer to that as momentum. Momentum pr propels particles from one place to the other. So momentum and causality are just as irrefutable facts in our universe as are the facts that the universe exists and that it's in motion. So again, like, like you're saying, this, it's, this is not a matter of opinion. This is a matter of, not just of, of scientific fact, but also of logic. But for example, Sam Harris, the three-time New York Times bestseller, wrote a book called Free Will, and it's just kind of put in the philosophy section as an opinion in philosophy. I don't think he got how big this is, that the free will question is the umbrella consciousness all over on top of the earth. So it's not just a philosophy class, it's like... 
life class. It's life 101. There's no free will. So it shouldn't just be put in, you know, philosophy section. It should be in uh, either current affairs or, I don't know, I don't know, self-help or... No, no, it's, it's much... It just be, yeah. Nick, this, this relates to any, everything. Everything. Words, like, so I don't know what... Nobody goes to philosophy sections anyway. Here's how big this is. That's what I'm saying. Right now, our human species, we're referred to as homo sapiens. Um, homo referring to man, sapiens referring to, to that we, we're knowledgeable, right? But as long as we believe in free will, you, we're not very knowledgeable. So we, as the world, you know, evolves away from this free will belief, and this probably will happen over the next 10, 20 years, because like we, ha we don't get, go into this in this show, but it's important for the world to get this for, for certain geopolitical reasons. But as we evolve into this, so after 50 years, after you know, 60, 70 years, there'll probably be a new designation of, of hu human beings away from Homo sapiens into some new kind of like term that describes us with this fundamentally new perspective on reality. That's how big this is. You're right, Nick. It's not just about science. It's not just about theology. It's about consciousness. What I'm saying is I can guarantee a way for a book not to sell. Put it in the philosophy section. So if you're going to write books refuting free will and your literary agent, Sam, you know, or your publisher says it's a, put it in philosophy, no one that's esoteric and academic, and it's not going to be the world's most important thing. This show deserves the world's number one movie, the world's number one book, CNN debates with the world leaders. This is the topic of all topics. It's not just philosophy. Nobody, that's boring. Nobody likes philosophy. I agree with you. I mean, if, you know, academics do. You're talking about 0.01%. This is a topic that needs to be on CNN immediately. And, and it's With not, you and I hosting. And, and Nick, it's not just our opinion. You're completely right. This, this philosopher, eminent American philosopher, John Searle, if you go to the Stanford Encyclopedia of, of Philosophy, he's ranked number 13 in terms of how often he's cited by other philosophers. So he's not just an ordinary Again, philosopher. Again, it's still philosophy. It's still right, no, I know. Yeah. But he says, he's a philosopher, he gets it. He says, like, for our world to understand that free will is an illusion would be a bigger revolution in our thinking than Einstein or Copernicus or Galileo or Newton or Darwin. Then he goes on to say it would alter our whole conception of our relation to the universe. That's how big this is. Right, but academics, philosophers, teachers, scholars, we need politicians, school teachers, religious leaders, cultural leaders, shows like this with the people, for the people on CNN. So anything to do with philosophy will, won't get the word out. I mean, please don't call this a philosophical debate. And, and we also need... It's a to, life debate, Yes, right? and we also need an easy way to distinguish between false prophets who claim to be enlightened and they're not, and, and true scientists or people who really know what they're talking about. Because, if, for example, with evolution, to a great extent, we have to rely on the experts. With, with climate change, to a great extent, we have to rely on the experts. This question of whether we have a free will or not is so basic, it's accessible to everyone. A fourth grader can understand Why this. Why do you keep saying this is science? Well, because this it's is not, religion. This is this is God's will. Every this is everything. This is not just science. Well, again, I'm a pantheist. again. You're making. I know, but you're making it sound like this is a scientific debate. This is a logical conclusion. A logical. It is the only coherent, logical explanation for human behavior. If you really think about it, no, how I, people even commit evil. Who, with their own right mind or with their free will, would choose to be depressed, angry, commit suicide, homicide, do quote unquote evil? So. 
I don't like when you say it's science. That's turning off. No, Nick, you're right. It's not words, science. It's everything. It's logic. It's like, in other words, the basis of science for science is logic. Scientific method is based on cause and effect. That's a logical construct. Our math is based on logic. Everything is based on logic. So, in other words, like, if you want to know, you know, who you should like. There's some people who claim to be intelligent and enlightened in the world, but they're not. So this, this question of free will provides us, the rest of the world, with a simple means of testing them. If they're claiming to be enlightened and they're saying that we have a free will, you can guess, one, they're, they're not very logically intelligent. You know, they may have a good memory, whatever, but they're just very poor at critical analysis skills. And two, they're certainly not enlightened. Because if, if they're claiming that, that, you know, free will is such a fundamental delusion. In other words, like understanding who we are as human beings, the fact that nothing is up to us is so fundamental a fact that if they don't get that, then you can be sure that they probably don't get a lot of other things they're saying. But it's not the domain for just philosophers and scientists. It's the domain for every regular person. You know, it's not just the intellectuals that we kind of think we are, even super intellectuals like Sam Harris. I don't see why regular people at, a, at Starbucks who have regular, you know, either blue-collar blue jobs, UPS drivers, uh, taxi drivers, anybody can understand that free will doesn't exist and have a conversation about it. So please stop, you know, pigeonholing it as this esoteric, philosophical, scientific thing. It's an explanation for human behavior that everybody should be uh, talking about all the time. Yes. And mostly our political leaders have to step up and religious leaders. So, you know, it bores people to say it's, you know, you're, you're quoting John Searle, philosopher. Nobody, that, regular people don't, they'll just tune out if you keep saying no, that. But Nick, I agree with uh, you. Philosophy like, is boring. Nobody likes it. It's a lot of jargon. We're not using it's more jargon. Than that. No, We're not it's using, more than that. The only jargon I've used is the word determinism. I try not to use fancy words. I hear Because this isn't a fancy show. But if you heard philosophers debate this, you can't like Dan Dennett. You can't understand half of what they're saying. I know. Deepak so, Chopra, and so like cosmic that, consciousness. Nick, that's important. Yeah. Philosophers intentionally obfuscate on this. They try to make it more complex than it is. But basically, this question of whether, whether we have a free will basically um, basically regresses, basically devolves to just simply one one is everything caused you know one condition one one um, factor of analysis if everything is caused then free will is impossible and if you try to refute the fact that everything is, is caused then you get things that are not caused and applying that to free will that makes free will even more impossible that is how simple this is and that's the point you're making it's not science it's not philosophy it's not fundamentally religion it's basic logic that a fourth grader can understand what I'm saying is, if we ever made a movie refuting free will, it should be for the mass market. Stop with the academics and philosophers and scientists, and let's get a G-rated movie that anybody, you know, can understand. It's not, it's just, it's just life. I agree. I, there's no such thing. The illusion of free will is uh, the monster, mythical monster of the times we live in, and it needs to stop. And, you know, this show, thanks to George, is the first step. Yeah, to the extent that we as human beings believe we have a free will, we are clueless in terms of who we are as human beings. Yeah, right. To the extent we understand we don't have a free will, we begin to understand what our place is in the universe. So we might consider ourselves a, a part of God, like this hand is a part of me, but we're just not the part of God that makes decisions. Thanks for watching.